The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash FarBeyond for a free premium 30-day trial today. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 God, else? that was okay. awful. That's really, really bad. Hey, everybody. for the show. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Beyond, episode 531, I think. My name is Max Scoville. I'm joined by Miranda Sanchez. That's me. Jonathan Dornbush. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Marty Sleva. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. We have an episode in store for you today. If you haven't, if you're watching the video of this, you might see that Jonathan is wearing some sort of uh, mouse-eared hooded looks, sweatshirt, the is, sort of thing they would sell at a theme park. But what kind of theme park? Who knows? Well, oh well. Uh, Miranda and Jonathan <laughs> are here nice. because there's been a huge, huge big drop of news about Kingdom Hearts, and we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Matt is so excited. I, li- I walked over this morning and I was like, hey, Brian, are you cool with not being on the show because we're talking about Kingdom Hearts? He's like, no, I really want to talk about uh, Goofy and the uh, Ren. <laughs> He's like, and then Red after a second, I'm like, "You're happy you're not on, right?" He's like, "Yes, I am." Dogs that stole a boy, or whatever the <laughs> game is about. I don't. Anyway, I, I will try to be very respectful, mm-hmm. in spite of it and its fan base scaring me. Um, there's a bunch of games coming out this week. Um, there's uh, Marty also played some Nino Cooney too, yes. so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But in the meantime, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, Miranda, you have been chipping away at Monster Hunter. Finally, which I'm back to it. This game uh, is the fastest selling game in Capcom history, which yeah. is kind of nuts. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, uh, rightly so, because I think the Monster Hunter series has been like really intriguing to me, and I'm sure a lot of other people too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I should play that someday. And then just never do because it's like on a handheld and like you're really invested in like I love my handheld, but hundred hour game, like unless it's Pokemon, then it's really hard to just like <laughs> know that I'm gonna commit to this. Yeah. And having it on console with the option of like playing with friends and like kind of meeting up and exploring this awesome world together is just way more exciting than sitting 100 hours. Yeah and, yeah, and having sort of this entire world, that works. That kind of works bigger on a better on a big screen. You yeah, know? especially like when these gargantuan monsters more realized on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, like, Monster Hunter was, like, it's as big as it is because of Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, the handheld versions, the PSP versions, and the, the 3DS versions, like, were some of the biggest games in Japan. It's, like, easy to overlook that in America, but, like, that was, like, 
the way Americans think about Call of Duty are the way like Japan thinks about something like Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it coming finally to PS4 and Xbox One, um, to me, at least in our minds, it it has graduated. Yep. Like it is now you see six million units moved in, in less than a month, a couple weeks. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like, to me it is now in the same breath as as those AAA games that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's also huge because it's uh it's it's a game that hinges so heavily <laughs> on uh, <laughs> this what is the mural? if you're watching our uh, our video <laughs> show uh, for some reason our footage of Monster Hunter just went into the the settings. I don't and know why. Oh, you haven't gotten that far in the yeah. glad we captured that. Anyway, uh <laughs> That's our first minutes of the game clip. That's not well, great. We should yeah. go address that later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so great. Anyway, if you're listening to the audio version of this, I apologize. Just in general, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, like, are you like, are you are you playing with friends? Like, no. have you done? I'm playing offline entirely. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay, so I have this really dumb setup where I have one Ethernet cord um, going to my console and my PC. So I have to like switch which one. Mm. And Brian's been playing Dota. Surprise! Yeah. And so I've just been playing Monster Hunter, Hunter offline because yeah. I am too lazy to find another. Ethernet you don't have. Cord. You don't have. You don't have. That's kind of nice. I just want to be alone sometimes. You don't have yeah. wireless, fireless? I don't know what uh, Wi-Fi is Yeah, I think there's something weird with my Wi-Fi connection where it won't work well, like yeah. the NAT setting or something, and I just don't want to deal with it, guys, so I'm just playing offline for right now. But you're enjoying it? Yes. So this isn't a thing. Really? Like To me, I played most of the of Destiny 2's campaign offline, and I loved it, and I was like, I don't need any, I don't need yeah. friends here. Yeah, I played about my <laughs> first. I don't need friends. You know, Miranda, you should, you should probably get that Ethernet cable because there are over six million other people who you could be playing with. That's too many people. Ooh. Yeah, really want to play with all those a lot people. of. Options. Don't you want to communicate with strangers in the game with the meat? The game with the <laughs> meat. It is so weird. When you put it that way, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> it is so weird. Jumping into this game after reviewing Shadow of the Colossus and mm-hmm. loving Shadow of the Colossus, and mm-hmm. that is a game where you kill sixteen things and you feel bad because you should feel bad about it. And then Monster Hunter is just like. You kill it, and then it runs away, and then it's bleeding, and it's trying to hide. But I'm like, I'm going to skin you alive and wear you. you. So yeah, You're Liam Neeson of Monster yeah. Hunters. At first, I felt bad when I played my demo at TGS because like that happened, mm-hmm. and the the monster itself wasn't very antagonistic. It was uh, in the wilds by our waste, I think, um, and it just kind of like rolls around the mud. It's kind of yeah. cute. And then I meet some of the more vicious monsters, like in the beginning, and I'm just like, "No, you're gonna die." Yeah, gonna, yeah. It just worries me. It's like all those like Wear pictures of like Eric Trump with like a, <laughs> and he like holds up like a rhino tusk. He's like, "Look what I did! I shot it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean like Shadow of the Colossus is like, "I'm, I'm sorry, you beautiful beast. I've, I have to make the blood shoot from your forehead, but it's <laughs> for a good cause." And then Monster Hunter's like, "Yo, we broke one of its legs. Let's go hit it with our bagpipes. Let's Thank kill you. it." With the yeah. 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 What uh, what, 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 what have your weapons been? Uh, hunting horn and the bow and arrow. Okay. Which yeah. it's very different, but yeah. it's nice to kind of mix it up with the range. I found that. I like the hunting horn, even though it's a support mm-hmm. weapon technically. Like it's an extra challenge to kind of do it by myself. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta be independent. And because of the um, Ethernet cable, <laughs> that's actually one of the you that's one of the downloadable weapons. Also, you can just honestly, whip it. I don't want to play online yet because mm-hmm. I just want to learn this game and not have sure. to deal with talking yeah. to anybody yeah. else. I'm uh, I'm finally going to jump into and I played the first hour or two and Casey was talking a lot about how fun it is to play with friends especially people who've known it but I am very much like a solitary single player sort of yeah. focused person so I like the idea that it's still good mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah so it's just like, I just want to get through this a little bit by myself kind of get some good armor. My armor right now is embarrassing. I don't want anybody to see me or my palico because we do not match. Oh. <laughs> so that's, I mean, really that's, a, that's really the I mean, it's fun. I mean granted you usually match peppers. 
Like you yeah. guys have a yeah. similar thing. You guys got haircuts on the yeah, same Yeah, we're day? like this. Me and my dog are like the same dude. I actually made, when I briefly played Monster Hunter, I, try, I spent a little while trying to make my cat. Well, I don't really like that much because I think she's senile or something. Which cool. she's really, she's like really, she bit my friend the other day. She's, like really, she's become violent. No. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was like, I don't want this cat hanging out with me that much. I'm just gonna leave it at camp. Um, no. I, was, I don't know. I you give me like a little cat. dog. I'd be all about it. No, I'm just so excited they have cats because they always have dogs. Do they? I mean, almost yeah. every game has a dog as companion. Why can't companion. you choose? You should be able because to. you can have a cat for once. What about Deal a car? What about yeah. like a little car? That yeah. That's Final Fantasy. Just a century car. I mean, that's car. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. true. Yeah. You have a car companion. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. My pet regalia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could look. I put wings on it. It now yeah. flies. Yeah. Beautiful pet Cadillac no, Escalade. Yes. I'm enjoying it a ton. I'll play online eventually. <coughs> cool. But cool. Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah, great. That's, I'm excited. It came out to a good time. Like, I'm excited mm-hmm. to like chip away at that for the rest of February and, and you know, before stuff like Far Cry comes out. Nice. Um, Jonathan, you've been playing a game called Iconoclast, which we yeah. touched on very briefly for a moment last yes. week, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Iconoclast, it is a like 2D style platformer, which, you know, there are a ton of them these days. But this one's really cool uh, in terms of I think its story is the most fascinating part for me because the whole world that you're exploring has this weird religious overtone to it. Essentially, like the world is controlled by this. It looks like, like Maple Story. I'm not really getting a religious over. It looks the, like it, it's deceiving because it's more in the when you're interacting with characters. Like this is the very beginning of the game where you're just learning mm. how to handle your main uh, character's combat. She later finds a wrench uh, that adds into the platforming, uh, so you'll be able to like hop around more, find new locations. A lot of the a lot of the world has machinery in it because uh, you're. You are a like repair woman, but you're not allowed to repair things that the government does not approve you of repairing. Ooh. Essentially, uh, so you're going around sort of doing that for other citizens who need it. Uh, it's it's this really interesting sort of blend of just like really awesome, uh, satisfying platforming, but also the story that I did not expect. Uh, and I, I've been enjoying it so far. I'm only a few hours in. Yeah, a lot uh, of uh, a lot of people I know who've played a ton of it uh, compare it not in mechanically to Celeste, but Celeste in the way that it is. On its surface, this game is like a really good sort of. You're gonna see here. This is almost like a Mega Man esque box. Yeah, but uh, it's sort of like a a Metroidvania Mega Man platformer. But then, if you dig into it, it becomes an actual deep, interesting story. Like how Celeste is like a super tough meat boy, but that also has a story about depression and yeah, and everything. There's a surprising bits of allegory, and I know there's one scene sort of early on that has you actually interacting or sort of avoiding the cops of this world. Oh, uh, that plays into an interesting like the cops are having a very sexist discussion and sort of like a play on how these like gross, dirty cops, you're having to avoid them. Um, and like you as a I'm woman, honest, they, I like, wasn't expecting like, that. Yes. I didn't yeah. expect that in the first few minutes. I know there's been some sort of discussion about how it does or doesn't handle that scene, but just the fact that this sort of game has that discussion yeah, happening, like, super exciting to me. That's yeah. interesting. Also yeah. the, the idea, are the, are the cops like, are they, bad guys exactly or are they just kind of well the game opens up with like the, pretty much the cops come to your house yeah right? the yeah. cops come to your house and it, that's pretty much the beginning of the game so they, they are in service of this larger like religious sect but it's sort of yeah. like a militaristic okay. I uh, like that, religion uh, like when we think of like indie games with stories it's always like something like Gone Home or something like uh, That Dragon Cancer where it's like in order to say something you need to be this type of indie game Yeah, but I like that stuff like this and Celeste and I guess even like 10 years ago Braid is like no you can tell it's smart interesting thoughtful story but then also have have a cool retro-inspired platformer. Undertale's it. pretty cool. Undertale, exactly. Undertale. exactly. Yeah. Where it's not <laughs> yeah. like you're yeah. able to tell an important story, but then it's like the, you're in the guise of like an old-school RPG. Hmm. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, I've been playing Crossing Souls a little bit, which Ooh. is uh, it's a I'd say 16-bit-ish style game. Uh, I actually first saw this at E3 2015, and I wouldn't shut up about it. And everyone was like, 
what are the big, huge AAA games we saw? And I was like, I saw an indie game about the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the Devolver Digital booth. Um, but no, this is, uh, this is weirdly like a very personal game for me. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my friends and I would just obsess over like our dream game, which was you know, kind of like, oh, what if they made a game about us? You know, like a game about small town kids getting in adventures. But oh no, there's also a dark world. And uh, that's this game. Like this <laughs> game is like weirdly kind of like that whole sort of collective unconscious uh, tapping into it. It, it. It's weird playing it now because it's got a lot of uh, a lot of Stranger Things vibes. Mm-hmm. But this was yeah. in the works way before we knew what that was. Yeah. Uh, it was kickstarted in 2014. And the kind of moment to moment gameplay is... Um, you play as a group of friends, um, a la you know Stranger Things or Stand by Me or or uh, it or whatever, uh, and then one of them winds up sort of stuck in. Uh, he becomes a ghost. He gets stuck in this sort of like other other realm, uh, and you switch between them, and they all have kind of different abilities. So there's this almost uh, sort of almost Metroidvania aspect, but it's it's all sort of unlocked at once. So it's more like you solve puzzles, and uh, you know certain combat stuff requires different different skill sets. Uh, I'm a, f- a couple hours in, maybe a little bit a little bit of ways in, uh, and it's. It's got some pretty sharp difficulty spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, it leans very heavily on kind of retro, uh, kind of retro gameplay, and I sort of wish that they'd, I don't know, nerfed a little bit just so I could I could play through the story. Uh, it's got cutscenes that are done in like a Saturday morning cartoon style, which is really cool because uh, I feel like back then. Uh, I mean, back in, you know, kind of Super Nintendo times, like getting getting to a part where it shows you a video, you're like, oh, it's a special treat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like playing a game like Final Fantasy seven or something. You're like, yeah. oh, it's time for the cutscene. Yeah. Uh, and that very much kind of taps into that where you're like, oh, this isn't like just more gameplay. This is, you know, this is showing oh, me like, cool. another look at these characters. Um, yeah. And it's got a lot of kind of pop culture references and it's um, overall, I really like it. I'm just I'm kind of stuck on this one boss fight that's it's becoming very frustrating. Uh, I got very angry at it last night, but uh, but it's uh, it's just really it's really gorgeous, really charming. Um, and they've uh, I, I'm also looking at looking at what I've seen in the game so far and what they've shown in trailers. I think this might be like a surprisingly deep game in terms of how long it goes on. Um, and I mean, the story seems very sort of uh, you know kind of Saturday morning cartoon like Goonies adventure nonsense. But uh, you know they obviously put a lot of a lot of effort into it, so it's you know. It's, yep. it's not like it's not going to go into you know serious issues like anxiety, but they clearly have their world built, which is yeah, nice. Yeah. It certainly um, looks neat. Yeah, I'm excited to play a lot more of it. Yeah, I dig it. That's coming out. That's coming out this week. Uh, and that's totally one of those games. And honestly, Iconoclast was the same thing where it's like been in development forever. Like mm-hmm. Iconoclast has been like a pretty much a, a passion project for like for years, six, seven yeah. years, something yeah. insane like that. And so I don't know. It's always cool to finally see those things come out in the wild, which was like the same thing with Gorago, which came out earlier this year, which was just in development forever. So yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. We also got um, also this week. There's new uh, Call of Duty Zombies DLC. Yeah, that's been out for a little bit now. It's been fun. I reviewed yeah. it. It's like a seven point seven. I think I gave the DLC pack as a whole. Um, I like the new maps a lot because they add just a little bit more variety to the suite of multiplayer that we already have. Um, and zombies itself, I like a lot. I guess some of the community isn't super into the map itself, but mm-hmm. I found it to be pretty challenging and interesting. So I really like know. the fact that it's. Uh, I keep walking by people's desks and I'm like, oh, is this D-Day? And then I'm like, no, there's zombies everywhere. Yeah, you're just like, on an island where they did a lot of experiments. I think it was like oh, a bunker or like they had... So the thing with zombies is it's so hard to know what's going on in the story because you're, you're just too trying worried to not about die. not dying from <laughs> yeah, the zombies. It's like yeah, I'm trying to yell at my teammate to help me unlock this thing and not die, and they're like, "Let's talk about the lore," and I'm yeah. like, "I can't hear I you right now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like one of those things you go back and like read later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. so there's the puzzles in this one are actually really hard too. Oh no, the guy on the left, get on the left. Anyway, we're all taking <laughs> away and it, yeah. it just bothers me like crazy. I'm like, why did you jump <laughs> on that? You saw a person next to you. Anyway. <laughs> 
Cool. Is, uh, do you think this is like worth? Uh, if anybody sort of you know had this and maybe had the season pass or they've they've just sort of dropped off the game, do you think it's worth kind of jumping back in for? Or is it yeah, sort for of, sure. Yeah. Uh, so right now they have or Call of Duty World War Two has a nice event going alongside it as well, so it's free for anybody who has the game. That's cool. Okay. Um, it's called the Resistance Surprise because it's also the Resistance DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the event itself is to celebrate the new Resistance class, which is available to everybody. Um, you get like weekly care or supply drops, which is really nice because they come with special stuff that's only available during the event. And um, they have a special playlist for these new maps. So if you have like a map pack or something, then you could just play those on loop, which I highly recommend doing because the maps are very good. Sweet. Um, cool. One of them is a remake from a Modern Warfare 3 map as well. Nice. So. Do you think we're ever going to get a new Resistance game? Remember the fall of man? The return the of man. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Omniac's ever going to no, make a no. resistance game again. No. They're, they're making Spider-Man's. Yeah. No, they got oh, other things to do. Uh, let's see. Marty. Yes. Uh, I'm going to yeah. talk about a pretentious game for one minute, and then All I'm going right. to stop. <laughs> the iOS game. The clock. Uh, this is, uh, your, what is the, the iOS? That's the... Um, that's the uh, internet uh, online service. Right. Uh, no, no. There's a new uh, iOS a phone game called Florence that is out this week, and it's uh, uh, published by... <laughs> Anna, and the machine. God. It's published by uh, Annapurna, who did uh, What Remains of Edith Finch and Goragoa, and uh, Annapurna also uh, publishes a bunch of really cool movies so uh, they're getting into games like this it's uh created by ken wong who was the creative director on the original monument valley which is probably one of the best ios games ever made uh but it is the closest thing to like 500 days of summer the game i've ever played it tells a relationship and it's not mechanically you're not doing anything like you can't lose in this game you're not going to it's not going to like beat you over the head with challenge but it's about this girl named florence and she falls in love with a boy and how their relationship has ups and downs and like there's a mechanic where you get into an argument with your character, with each other, like a couple gets into an argument at a grocery store. You don't see what they're saying, but it's sort of this puzzle game to see how quickly you can put together your your sentence as a rebuttal, and it ends up the argument ends up being either you put together the puzzle super quickly and you're arguing against them, and he goes home angry, or like the opposite, to where it's like sort of a back and forth, and then afterwards you're like, well, we can make this up because we both uh, have sort of hurt each other's sides. And is that out now? It is out this week, so it's okay. probably out. Yeah, it's a great game for valentine's day if you want to feel man yeah that sounds like the most marty sleeva ass game i've heard about very good since that one about the bar crawl in hell or whatever yeah that's also coming out next year i'm very excited about that as well okay this episode is brought to you by gamefly the best way to rent or buy your favorite games it has gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them but gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over nine thousand titles including the biggest new releases like assassin's creed origins call of duty world war ii nba 2k18 madden 18 and many many more Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they rent movies, too. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash far beyond, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today again at GameFly.com slash far beyond. Um, well, speaking of games that are coming out this week, uh, obviously there's Crossing Souls. There is Florence, which Marty just mentioned. Uh, one game I've had my eye on, but I haven't had a chance to actually check out, is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Uh, are you guys hip on this one? I'm interested in the same way. I haven't gotten a chance to play it, but I'd like yeah. to see more of it. So this one is it's like a... It's a it's a medieval RPG. With yeah, no fantasy. It's, it's like Sky, yeah. it's Skyrim. Hold the dragons. Yeah, yes. I need a ghost though. I need like some ghosts. There's no ghost. I'm like there of, might be one. I'm kind of into this because I've been really I've been really digging on like history lately and reading a lot of books and stuff. Nerd. And like yeah, right. And I'm like I'm <laughs> like oh, it turns out everyone had cholera. Isn't that scary? Where are the games about that? And like this sounds like. <laughs> 
like I don't know, like terrible feudalism times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of curious about this. Also, I guess you you get to be like a I don't know, like a blacksmith's apprentice. We did a, yeah, we did a let's play, and within 15 minutes, I swung. I swung a punch at a man and missed him, and then the the medieval cops arrested me, Ooh. and then the jail burned down and I died and I got game over. So how did while the, I was in jail, how did the jail burn down because like marauders came. Did they tried to arrest a fire. Like, <laughs> it was just I thought so. Like I got put in jail and then there a fire started and I was like, oh, this will be like the inciting inf- incident. Like the marauders came and the jail burns down, but I'm able to escape and then I have to like avenge my town. And no, I burned to death and I got game over. Wow. So, yeah, so that's this, been my story. Well, fortunate. They seem to be kind of from that that school of thought of like uh, the, very much the old school pen and paper RPG where it's like if you choose a path, you will continue on that path until there is an end there. You know, like really yeah. giving you and I, I'm I'm like kind of into that, you know, Yeah. Uh, which is I'm, I don't know, like the idea that like maybe you just get like a bad ending and you're like, oh, OK. That's well, my, I like yeah. to think that the game canonically ends with your character dying in a in fire <laughs> because he's drunkenly swung a punch at a man. Yeah. It okay. checks out. Yeah. Comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, also this week is Faye. Yeah, Faye. I'm really Faye. excited for this one. Me too. This yeah. is the EA original starring like a cute little fox man. Um, so bad for like a cute little indie game that happens to be published by EA because it's just like... But the cool thing with EA... Hitler painted another landscape. Is that we <laughs> found out that with EA originals, EA makes zero profit. So EA will fund the game yeah. and really? then they'll get yeah. their money back to zero. And then... All the rest of the money goes to the developer. Yeah, so EA makes no money. They actually talked about it a little bit on an earnings call last year about I how I think they'd want to talk about that more. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah. yeah, you would think, but yeah, what <laughs> they they say for them it is more of a like passion project, like critical reception thing, so that like the longevity of the company can be seen as also mm-hmm. focusing on like quality titles and not just making. Yeah. Well, so they do know they have a reputation. Probably, <laughs> I mean, th- that's not the exact very point, aware, probably. But, but uh, yeah, this is like the cute fox sort of Zelda esque game where you're running around the forest and like learning songs and language instead of getting like hook shots and boomerangs. Huh. Who needs hook shots and boomerangs when you have songs, songs. and language? <sighs> Animal friends. This looked very like a 3D kind of Ori in the Blind Forest. When yeah, I totally. saw it. Yeah. Is, it, is that kind of? Yeah, I think it's more. It is. It's more. Think of like open world Zelda ish. Okay. Alana uh, played a couple hours of it and really liked it. Um, but yeah, the originals this and then uh, Way Out is coming in March. That's that's the one. I'm that's the cool like co op co op cop busting game. Yeah. yeah, seems cool. And then Unravel Two is coming. Crooks in trouble. Yeah. Um, also out this week is the Secret of Mana remake. Mana, Mana, whatever. I said Mana. No way of knowing. Yeah. I was. No one said anything out loud in games in, in 1995 <laughs> when the first one. The came first out, one's whatever. it's a, the first A is silent, so it's Mana. 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 Uh, mana. Mana. Um, but no, this is uh, this is actually. Uh, I, I always loved the sort of the spinoff of this game, which was the Secret of Evermore. But you, that wouldn't exist without Secret of Mana, which was of course like Seeking Densetsu 2 or something. So it's uh, one of those games that got a weird, a strange, you know, out of order localization by, yeah. by Squaresoft as it was known back in the day. Uh, I love this game though. I have like a Same. lot of, a lot of kind of deep rooted nostalgia for like the, just this, this, the sounds and the colors and stuff. So I'm, yeah, I agree. I am worried because <laughs> this game has that sort of like fat chibification. I don't know how I like how this looks. If you're watching the video version right now, like, the first game looks so like so many Super Nintendo games looks so perfect because like, right. the sprite work is so great and the yeah, animation is amazing and the colors. I love how maybe oh, the point of of that design <laughs> back then was to actually make things that looked as close to that as possible. Yeah, so maybe yeah. this is good. But uh, from what I play, I played the opening and it it plays so similarly to what the original played like. Mm-hmm. And it opens with this thing: you fall off the log and then you get your sword and then you go into that you fall into the hole and have to fight that weird bug. And so like it plays like the original. I don't know. I, I like the original a lot. I'm definitely gonna check this out. Yeah, I I just, like the man's not moving. He's. I hear that music. Is it still coming to Vita? Do we know about that? Ooh. Some games are still coming to Vita, so yeah. no. possibly. Impossible. Yeah. Possible. 
Yeah, might. I saw yeah. a Vita thing somewhere. Oh, uh, the Persona something. Dancing games are coming to Vita. Yeah, yeah. Are they right? Did, Did I make that up? Is that? I Isn't one of them? Uh, I don't. Know. If I lied, the I'm sorry. One was, but I don't think those. those oh, no. Sorry, Andrew. That, that might just be I in Japan, which is probably why Andrew's there right now. <laughs> oh, hello! I heard there's Persona games over here on Vita. Um, but no, it's a, it's a pretty good week. It was weird. In the, the morning meeting today, uh, Sam Claiborne, who usually gets up in front of the room and talks about what's coming out, was like, it's like a B-plus week for games. We're like, all right, are we doing that now? Are we just reviewing each game's releases? We're reviewing each week. Yeah. yeah I like that. Um, I make that's much faster than reviewing each game. So, yeah. uh, no, that's cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm down to check some of these out. Um, now, let's get down to business, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Literally hey, anyone else. This is what you talk about. Hey, everyone. Do it. How's it going? Why are we talking about Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, we're talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 because uh, at D23 Japan 2018, uh, at 11 p.m. on a Friday here, <laughs> they decided to drop two new Kingdom Hearts trailers. One of them showcasing the Monsters, Inc. world, which is the second Pixar world to ever be in a Kingdom Hearts game. Also, there were a lot of leaks that a Monsters, Inc. world might be in the game. Uh, following that, there was also a second trailer that showed off Yutada Hikaru's new theme song for the game, Oath slash Times Like These, which is the name of a Foo Fighters song. So oh, I don't no. love that. I'm not a fan of that happening. Uh, but the second trailer also showed that. And just like a ton of surprising story details. It didn't like completely change my perspective of what this game is going to be or anything, but there's a lot buried in those trailers. Also 2018. Yes. Also still. Also it's still saying 2018. 2018. And according to reports from, it was part of this big panel, uh, apparently they're saying the release date will be shown at E3. Wow. Yes. Is the, the other reports of like translation, so something could be wrong. Yeah. Put it on the wiki. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. Put it in the wiki. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were talking, one big thing is we see this, this man, who's this man? This for- pink haired man is Marluxia. Okay. Who you would only know. If you played Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance or Kingdom Hearts Re Chain of Memories on the PS2. So if anyone thought I could jump into this right now or I could just play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and then jump into this game and understand what's going on. I think you're wrong. Like my thing is this trailer with the beginning and the ending as well as a piece in the second trailer. I think it shows more than so than ever that you need to have played or have some base understanding of the story of the franchise so far. That's why they waited so long to put this out. Yes. So you yeah. play every other game they have. And that's yeah. why they re-released them all on PS4. Again, yes. they have the 1.5 and 2.5s now together. There's 2.8. There's all of these things. And they were like, hey, you should probably play these because uh, Tetsuya Nomura has even talked about how yeah. the game is just going to go. Like right. They're not going to do a big preamble and slowly roll you into the game. They're just jumping in. And there is a scene from 2.8 that basically is that scene that pre-rolls you into 3. Yeah. Mm. Now, this is something that's always been odd to me is that I mean, and I'm I'm sure that I'm saying something wrong here, but Disney stuff, Disney properties are mm-hmm. some of possibly the most like accessible IPs ever. Yeah, like they're they're yeah. made they are children's movies at you know for all ages, obviously. But like yeah. there are things you're like, what's going on here? Oh, that's a princess, or oh, that's a duck. You know, like they're very very basic and very easy to kind of figure out what's going on there. So it seems really odd to pair that level of accessibility with a game that has like. You know, two point eight as a sequel number. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's at this point, it seems like a weird combination. I think back in the beginning, when that relationship first started, it was more of like a strange oddity of hmm, what could happen here. And I still think the story of Kingdom Hearts One is pretty manageable to explain to anyone who has no understanding of this franchise. Yeah. I think you can explain the story of One pretty easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it has gone on, there they have just layered so much of the original story onto it mm-hmm. that the Disney part is what accentuates it, what gives it sort of flavor and character yeah. and everything but the story itself is so much tied into the original characters and everything yeah so what do you like what are your thoughts on the fact that of the handful of worlds we've seen so far two of them have been of 
of uh, Pixar movies. Yeah. And uh, specifically Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Well, so I'm glad that they have Pixar because when 2 came out, like, Disney hadn't acquired Pixar. Yeah. So this is their first, like, mainline entry to get those uh, yeah. worlds. And I'm really excited about that because I would, if it would have felt like a cheat if Toy Story had debuted maybe in, like, the 3DS game sure. or, like, the PSP game. Like, it wouldn't have felt the same gravitas to it. Mm-hmm. And I love that, especially because 3's focus is on – these are big worlds. There are fewer worlds in 3, but they are a much bigger scale. And I think that's playing into, like, that's why it's so exciting to see so many new franchises included in mm-hmm. the series. So I love Toy Story. Toy Story is one of, like, one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. Still one of my favorite animated what movies. What about Monsters, I'm less of a huge fan of Monsters, Inc. I think there's really cool stuff in the first movie and, like, a lot of inventive stuff. I still love Sully and Mike. I really hope they somehow make Mike hard to see in, like, all of the, <laughs> the cutscenes. I hope he's just out of frame or stuff like that. Uh, but... I really want them to use the doors mm-hmm. that are sort of key to the mythology of Monsters, Inc., of allowing you to transport to different areas, just because I feel like that's so much to the spirit of that world, mm-hmm. uh, that I want to see that a little more in there. And obviously, they didn't want to spoil everything in this trailer. Yeah. But yeah, they've showed us very little of that world, like saying that they're so expansive, but we saw like three places, maybe like yeah. just outside of the factory, like that main factory area where they work for the doors, yeah. and then the door area itself. Yeah. So yes, yeah. So... Yeah. There's a lot of potential there. And those yeah. rooms are big, but yeah, we've only seen a couple of little yeah. panels from And then we yeah. finally get to see Rapunzel. Like, we yes. knew there was a Tangled World since... 2015. Yeah. Yeah. But we finally get to see Rapunzel in action, which seems like a... It almost seemed non-triumphant. Sure, yeah, because she and Flynn Rider just pop up in the middle of the trailer. And the funny thing was there were reports from the panel afterwards that was part of this, and Nomura was saying that it was because Rapunzel's hair was so difficult to animate that as it was going on, it would get like stuck in the geometry or just randomly float up to the air. Like They (laughs) they were just having issues with programming. The thing is that she just has lots of hair. Yeah. Like That is is Rapunzel's thing. thing. You'd think if you're integrating that movie into it, yeah, you'd you'd want to make the hair work. This game's really odd to me because it seems like it's pulling from a lot of not like I'm not really the target audience but not really hit Disney movies so they are hits but they're newer hits it's is it yeah also I mean, older a little bit too because like Tangled was a feels like it but was it's a very still, long time ago it's before 2010 or yeah. after it's but around I mean, like, 2009 2010 I think yeah but I think the big thing is like we were talking about this earlier I think it feels like so it, between one and two and then all the offshoots They've used a vast majority of classic Disney movies. Yeah. Like, aside from, like, Robin Hood, I think they've, like, almost used, like, everything you could think of. Several it, times. Yeah, yeah, several times. And it almost seems like with this game that they're, you know, Disney does that thing where they close the door on the vault and they're like, you, we're going to, we're going to put a gun to Dumbo's head and we're going to kill the elephant if you don't buy him in the next week. <laughs> and then sure we're going to maybe they did that in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it wonderful. seems like they're almost closing the door on the vault to classic Disney. And we saw a little bit like Ariel's a summon this time yeah. around and not mm-hmm. like a core character in Atlantis. Um, and so it seems like they're kind of, you know, putting the past behind them and then focusing on the present slash future with stuff. Have they, like, have they confirmed Frozen? No. Is that, too, to is that too new? No. No, because no, Big Hero 6 is in it. Yeah, big, so okay. yeah. those yeah. are a couple yeah. crazy a things. Ago, they yeah. have not shown any gameplay of Big Hero 6. They've shown one piece of concept art with Dark Baymax, mm-hmm. but that is all they have shown mm-hmm. from that world. And my thing is, so the thing about the Tangled world, also in that panel, they showed the village from that movie and it's alive with a bunch of NPCs, which is sort of the first time they've done that in a Kingdom Hearts game. Like it's, it looks like a living, breathing town. This is, so such, I, this is such a, like a cr- insane pile of just of stuff going on here. Yeah, <laughs> it feels. Yeah. I mean, the Toy that Story being Hearts. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. Toy Story being within that is just such a. It's it's endless. It's like fractals. It's like it's Toy Story is like oh here's a bunch of things that don't really fit together in a universe where other things don't really fit together. Yeah, and yeah. You're stacking more and more on top of that. It's yeah. just, and then Big Hero Six is like 
one foot in Marvel? Yeah. 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 What the hell? It's crazy. <laughs> Disney. But yeah. yeah. They Are own they? everything now. There better be a Muppet summon in this game. Oh my Dang. god, I, I want, want a Muppet summon. I want Kermit to appear in battle. <laughs> Just on his little bog, <laughs> sipping tea yeah. and oh, playing his no. banjo. And the rainbow comes out and just shoots a bunch of Heartless. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you do you legitimately think this this year? My gut tells me it'll be delayed to 2019, even if they come out with a release date. If they say, like, September 29th, 2018, whatever day, the end of September, they say, I feel like I could see it being pushed into 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping against hope because I feel like, right, like, Disney continues to get bigger and bigger, and there's just never been a better time to release like such a big Disney game. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so I'd like to see it come out this year for sure. And I think there is a good chance mm-hmm. because they wouldn't have shown as much as they've shown. I think if it was not closer to completion. And Nomura okay. even talked about that in the panel uh, from the translations I've seen. He was like, "The first third, or someone did, of like the first third or ninety percent done. The middle third's like sixty to seventy percent done. Then the last third, we're not talking about yet." So well, that means that game's not coming out in September. I know. I <laughs> That's know. how video but, games work. Unless they go really fast. On yeah. That. <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan, I gotta ask. I know you're you're like you're a chipper fella. Yes. You tend to perk up when things that you're interested in come into conversation. It happens. How have you sustained excitement for Kingdom Hearts? Three, like how do you how are you not like wake me up when it's out? At the- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think since they've gotten the ball rolling in the last year or two of like really showing you things, that's gotten my excitement back up. There were a few years in the beginning where I was just like, okay, whatever, you'll we'll get these side games. Some are great, some are not, and we'll deal with it as we go. But I think the thing that has kept me going is just my initial love of the franchise and. To get very personal for a second, what I love about the the first game is all about sort of discovering the power of friendship and all of that. And it seems like a very silly, like childlike thing to say is why it's important. But as someone who grew up and like my friends have been my family for most of my life, that like moment still resonates with me so much and I think carries through what this franchise is about. And so even when it gets all convoluted with all these people and they're nobodies forming and then they're also heartless and then there are three different types of enemy types there's you don't even know about. In your heart? Exactly. There's someone in that. Sora's heart we haven't even gotten to, but despite all of that Who's that man? Ventus. Get out of there, Ventus. <laughs> he, uh, despite all of the craziness that it can be hard to tell people about sometimes when they don't know the franchise, it still comes down to the fact of like it is about friendship and it's about the magic of that. And Simple I think that's still powerful. Clean. Yes. Also, you see the Fast and Furious films because people think they're about cars, but they're not. It's they're about, about friendship. Family. Yeah. In Dragon Ball Z, everyone thinks that Goku's power is to blow up a planet or shoot fire from his hands, but really he befriends people. Oh. And then he challenges them to things. <laughs> battles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan, you're going to have a lot more on Kingdom Hearts this week, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a Rewind Theater that should be up by now uh, of the those two trailers, and we also have a few more follow-up pieces. So if so. you want to if you wanna see uh, just a, so a, a wealth of Kingdom Hearts content, follow Jonathan on Twitter at JM Dornbush. Yeah, I'll, ask me any question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll go on many tweets. About How long yeah. will it take me to beat Kingdom Hearts 2? <laughs> I put like Ooh. I think I put eighty five hours. You can put a I've lot. I've restarted of that game that, twice yeah. already. Yeah, it's I, really but good. that was like when I was a kid, and then it's really good. And then I was just like, oh, I gotta finish this. If you mainline it, probably thirty ish hours. You, you like grind through eighty five hour RPGs in no time. You know, that's true. Yeah, yeah you keep playing Mass Effect, or if we can do <laughs> it. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shaming I didn't you. Start just, my fourth time. No, it's fine. I put a hundred hours in Persona. That's fine. I have well over a thousand hours in Dota. 
It's good. So many hours. What did you ever find out what happens at the end there? What's the ending of Dota? That's why they're ancient. They weren't ancients. You were. It was. It was Dotai. You were defending the youths originally. All right, Dodi. So on the subject of you know cool games where you run around and there's cartoon characters in them, just it's a video game podcast. What do you want? Nino Kuni Two. Yeah, the Revenant Kingdom has nothing to do with the film Revenant, which is about the bear and the man. Yeah, but I got to play about four hours of Revenant Kingdom the other day, and it wasn't directly from the beginning it was like two hours that's like an hour into the game and then some stuff further on uh and as someone who really liked the original Nino Kuni, i was a little bit worried because studio ghibli is no longer involved in this one which was like part of the main draw of the original you're like oh my god the people who made princess mononoke and and mm-hmm. i was moving castle are making this game uh but after playing it it's totally sort of calmed my fears uh this thing this game has a couple things going on with it which i absolutely love bless you miranda um Thank you. one is the battle system is incredible the battle system is this uh real-time super chaotic mix of like the tales games like tales of symphonia a little bit of final fantasy 15 and weirdly enough uh pikmin what so if you're noticing sign me up. so <laughs> that's where yeah yes. i'm so drawn in by that <laughs> so you don't have your uh, familiars this time around which was sort of the original game had like a pokemon-esque uh system where you'd catch enemies and oh, they would so good and you'd, you'd you'd level them up and everything but in this one you find these little like if you're watching this clip there's these little green dudes and there's these little creatures that you find and they sort of adhere to certain elemental properties and you equip them in your party and then they exist on the battlefield and sort of run around. Are they called like pinkies or they're called, keflings or they're something? Called, they definitely don't think they're called keflings. <laughs> but you run up to a group and you can activate them on the battlefield. Like you can't do it via menu. You have to physically interact with them and some of them will form a healing ring and as long as you guys are in that healing ring you're constantly being healed. Some will form a dome that will protect you from fire damage. Some will just turn into a cannon and start like firing at enemies who are running away. Huh. And so it, does, it totally does feel like in the way that like in Pikmin and you're like, all right, I'm going to throw a thousand of you at this bad guy, and you're all going to jump on him. Like it feels like that's happening in the same time that you're doing this real time combat, uh, where you know every strike feels like a strike because you're hitting the button, and also your two AI companions are smart and are are they don't want to die, and so they're mm-hmm. actually like benefiting you, and you can pop between characters on the fly and everything. That's a treat, yeah. And so like that was the thing is immediately like I loved the battle system. Oh, that uh, sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally cool. And then the you know. Ghibli's not involved anymore, but the game is clearly still gorgeous. Um, it's uh, super pretty. The characters are really charming. They're really different. Uh, you come across, like, in the, the four hours I spent, like, it came across this, like, weird group of sky pirates who all sounded Australian. <laughs> and I went to this, uh, like, like Chinese-inspired casino town that was everything was done via gambling and, like, and, and craps. And so, like, they, like, they appease their god and, like, hold summons in court by just throwing dice. And like that's and and I ended up getting a debt in the town, and Whoa. the debt is a bird on your shoulder that just screams that you have a debt. And the oh, no. the, the deeper your debt gets, the fatter the bird gets. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I know. Wow. So it's the stuff, and that's the okay. stuff that felt like that felt like Ghibli. Yeah. That felt like oh, fat Australian sky pirates, and then this town that has like a manifestation of your debt via this bird. That's really cool. Um, that stuff is cool. And then the last, I'm just, sorry, this is my manifesto. And then the final thing that I thought was really cool was the big variety of gameplay, which included the uh, titular Revenant Kingdom, which is you building your town. So you are like sort of a deposed prince who is, uh, and it has this kind of like. Is your dad dark a cat? Cloud. Yeah, your dad's always a cat, right? I mean, maybe. You know. 
But isn't he like, aren't you like the grandson of King Tom from the first I think one? you are, yeah. yeah. So I didn't get a lot of the, I'm assuming when the game starts, it, it shows you how this is related to the original. I, I heard like it's mostly unrelated. Like you could probably just jump into this one without having played the first, which I mean, is uh, the appeal for me because yeah. I, like, I didn't get to play yeah, a big a big yeah. question. Yeah, that's literally the opposite of uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, but the, uh, the original had like a modern-ish day element to it. If you remember, like you were a kid and his mom died, and yeah. like you got into an accident, and that's how you transported to what was it called? Ding dong, ding dong alley, ding dong dell, yeah, ding dong dell. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the first one was it did have that like it had that it's right next to Diagon. Like, your your entrance in that in that universe was like this kid from from real life who was mm-hmm. like, oh, here you get sucked in there, and it felt very like I felt like that was kind of like a good a good like touchstone, you know? Yeah, like kind of like oh, you are my there. avatar. Yeah, and for this to just be thrown into this fantasy world, I don't know why that's weird. For if if it had just been like that since day one, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. You know, it's, that's normal for this series. But for this to kind of be like almost untethered from that is weirdly disconcerting for me. Yeah, but uh, we well, we don't know. Like we yeah. one I think while we were at the thing, Alana saw things she wasn't supposed to see because they didn't she they didn't set her thing up properly. So I think there's still some of that stuff there. She just watched the final cutscene. She watched, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that interview? Someone did an interview with Paul Rudd and straight up just asked his question was, how does Infinity War end? And Paul <laughs> Rudd was like, what? He's like, yeah, how does it end? And he's like, I've been doing this for years and you're not even being coy. And he's like, yeah, I realize people never answer that question. So I'm just going to start asking, like, how does the movie end? That's a pretty good, good like, question. Because one out of 30 people might accidentally just be like, oh, Thanos kills Iron Man. I've occasionally done joke questions like that yeah. in interviews, yeah. yeah. It, like, helps throw people off a little bit. Yeah. Why do you want to throw Paul Rudd off? What are you doing a red light? Mm. What color is the White House? Ooh. House Yellow. <laughs> Who's buried in Lincoln's tomb? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So anyway, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. Uh, yeah, it comes out next month. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't need to have the two there. <coughs> it's Maybe. it's the same universe. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but if you're – it's like SEO things, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. sucks. It's like you have to find – you have to – Distinguish this one from the other if aside they were from brand recognition. I mean, if they yeah. were at all English concerned with brand recognition, they probably wouldn't have called it Nino Kuni <laughs> day, like day one. Well, you're going to remember that, right? I still like Nino yeah. Nanu. Nino Nanu. <laughs> it took me probably a year to figure out what the name of this series was. Uh, I, I like I sort of reviewed the first one. I did like we had a freelancer um, who's uh, Miguel Concepcion is over at GameStop Spot. Sorry, GameSpot now. Um, he played through the whole game. We kind of like put our heads together after I'd played like, I don't know, 10, 20 hours or something and was like, how do you feel? Does this kind of reflect how you feel about it? Like, here's what happens. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I think, you know, we both we both agreed that we liked it, but he did kind of the legwork there, which I felt weird about because everything else I'd actually what is uh, myself. Does Nino Kuni mean something? Is it like short for something? It means, damn it, I used to know Night this. nonsense kunichiwa. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> what? No, but it's, it, it means, uh, it does. Nope. Uh, Miranda, what does it mean? You know, the, you know some Japanese, right? Yeah, but I don't know what this means. I know, <laughs> it's written, I know, right I know Doki is Doki has a heartbeat. It's the sound of like the pitter-patter of a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you start to say something, but then you burp. It's, that's <laughs> what Nino Kuni means. Nino Kuni also sounds like, what's the Nash, Nino National Writers Novel Month? Nano NaNoWriMo. Yeah. 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 That's Nano very Rima. different. Yeah. Different yeah. Well, it's um, sort of similar. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm happy we're getting pretty more pretty games in this series. I was actually really worried about it as a as an IP because the first one had a 3DS game that never got localized, and then it was a PS3 right. exclusive during you know the PS3 era, which was mm-hmm. uh, you know oftentimes the doldrums. Yeah, I hope we get a remaster of the first one still. I think that'd be really nice. That'd have been a smart thing to release like last month. It had a little. Yeah. It had one of the little animals was like a was a Totoro, but he had like p- pants on and bat wings. You know who oh, I didn't good. like? You know who I didn't like? Drippy. I didn't like Drippy in his nose. And that was I quite a contest in the office last yeah. about that. A lot of people really like Drippy in his nose. Right. I was anti-Drippy. Drippy. Drippy was your main dude and he had a nose, but it was just like long. Oh. Yeah. You was... think Drippy's in this one? Did Drippy die <laughs> I hope not. I don't want that man in my party I'm at all. I'm not crazy about him. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I turned I turned the uh the Japanese audio on and it made it a whole lot better because I didn't like his voice. I didn't like that man. Sometimes that helps. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of little cats in that game. That was a good time. Yeah. Uh anyway, so Valentine's Day is uh tomorrow, probably, depending on when you're listening to this. Ooh. Uh, so we figured we'd go over some games to play with a significant other. <laughs> well, I don't know why you said it like that. Significant yeah. other. That sounds like something in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Who's Sora's significant, significant other? other? Roxas. Yeah. Like that's like a summon or something? Yeah. Like just, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I wanted to throw this in here just because, yes, it is Valentine's Day this week. And, and a lot of, I know a lot of people uh, are always like, what, what, it's a good game to play with someone who might not oftentimes play games. Or just what's a good game for couples to play together. You wrote here, what games are good to play with a kissing pal? Mm-hmm. The right. third bullet point list is astounding. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I'm going to guess, Miranda, you probably you wrote Dota 2. Yeah, you got to have good like lane synchronization. No, anyway, I like. I thought it was really cute when you said you and Brian are lane partners. Yeah, so like, like me and my significant other like often lane together. Like he plays a safe lane carry and I play the safe lane support. And so when you're supporting a carry early game, like that's really important because like you need to make sure they get their farms. So they can grow up big and strong and protect you later because mm-hmm. you're strong when you're support early. And so I was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be in good sync and I mean, understand each other and have good like, communication. That's the thing is like communication is key in a relationship. Yeah. And so something like that, I know a bunch of people play overcooked mm-hmm. with, that's a good way to with get mm-hmm. others, which okay. is, or yeah. it's a good way to succeed and be like, maybe we could cook well together. Yeah, no. maybe. Yeah. Let's try that, I guess. Just yeah. aside, oh, a yeah. uh, You also wrote zombies? Yeah, so like Call of Duty zombies, like if you want to go play some Nazi zombies, like that's a fun, tense thing where you can like work together with somebody. Like you could just do two-player and see how long it lasts. Yeah, you remember Left 4 Dead? Yeah. I feel like Left 4 Dead would have been no, a good one. That would be good. I also threw on a Undertale mm-hmm. because there's love in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's have a game a great, love in it. great image. Uh, yeah, so there's the thing is, like, a lot of times when I think of playing something with my significant other, it's like, oh, i got to find a co-op game, right? Yeah. I found that I almost more enjoy playing single player campaigns. Like we play Mass Effect together. Like that's how I experienced mm-hmm. it for the mm-hmm. first time was with my significant other. We play it through the entire time. I'm I'm together. totally with you on that. I think it's so much more, more fun. fun. We, I think like something like Until Dawn is really fun. Yeah, and there's like totally. it's a matter of discussing your choices rather than just arguing about who's not cooking or shooting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. then it's like a nice break too to like hand off the controller for a little bit and like just watch a bit because it's like yeah I've played a lot. I'm getting a little tired, but like I don't want this to stop. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, then we trade. I've been doing that with Persona with my significant yeah. other. Where nice. It would help like with the choices and things and teach me who to kiss in the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just in real life. Ooh. You've been kissing, you've been kissing on? Yeah, you know. Wait. But also maybe cheating a little bit. No! Lady oh, no! right. okay. on! <laughs> okay. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I put uh, Nidhogg on here. Nidhogg is an, it, just a disgusting, brutal game, but I've I had like a good time playing with my fiance. We just—it's like you know, you stab each other, rip each other's guts out, and throw stuff. And she'll do these like she'll do these like squeaks, and then it's just like the biggest string of uh, swear words you've ever heard. <laughs> a small woman, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. Um, also, I don't think this is coming to PS4. I really hope it is. I hope it is. Genital jousting is a game that's out on Steam right now. Uh, we would be showing some footage of it, but uh, that got nixed by the higher ups. Uh, I. I played this with Brian for up at noon. It's a significant game, other. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, otherly significant. Uh, but this is yeah. a game about about these genitals. They're kind of these nondescript, colorful, uh, sort of these weenies. But they've also got like these little <laughs> things, and the, they've got like these funny butt things at the end, and little little holes in them. And they're just these like they're like Nerf Nerf genitals, you know. Yeah. And are they, the butt things testicles? 
yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know what they're going for with that. But uh <laughs> this is yeah, this game is it's got like a party mode, it's got a co-op thing where you do all kinds of awful stuff. And there's also like a surprisingly adorable uh like story mode where oh. you play as these genitals trying to go through day-to-day life <laughs> and do stuff like oh, you know, put on clothes or walk a dog or eat your lunch. You don't want to know how they do that. Oh no. Uh, so yeah, if you if you're looking for a laugh and I don't know, mom doesn't have parental controls turned on your computer, look up genital jousting. I hope it comes to PS4. I really do because I will have that at every party that I throw at my awful house. <laughs> uh, now the next person is yeah. an insane person. Ooh. I don't know who wrote this. Uh, here are games yeah. to play with a significant other. If you want to break up with them, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Uno, <laughs> Clue, Candyland, Quidditch, and the PC port of FF7. <laughs> was that Barrett? Who wrote that? Oh, sure that was Barrett. Was that Barrett? Yeah, that's what Barrett and I played Quidditch together, so. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you just, like, run outside? No, no the, the Quidditch, Quidditch roller cut for the PS2. That's, I would, there's many versions of Quidditch. Like, there's a board game, too. Like, I remember I had one when I was a kid. Like, my parents Quidditch got me, like, a game? box full of Harry Potter stuff. Just, like, it, games and, like, Uno, but it's Harry Potter and Lego sets and a Quidditch board game. A board game of a sport is weird. That'd be like, yeah. it was baseball the board game. Yeah. I had, like, a futuristic <laughs> football board yeah. game. Yeah. Mm. That was huh. weird. Let me see that. Yeah, anyway. I would literally rather, like, rather Bravo. rob a liquor store than... <laughs> play uno with my significant other I why just uno's that, fun what no, if it's playing, like simpsons uno yeah playing, <laughs> playing uno against like someone i hated with my significant other is one thing but i think if it was just the two of us it's like why not just skip it and just do hard drugs and hit each other that's just not good <laughs> that is was the skip wow. thing a joke like reverse like a skip yeah Oh, draw four. Turn. In there. Yeah. Wild that's draw four. Just, that's like a <laughs> playing that game as an adult. You're just like, why would you do this to each other? I like Uno. It's great. It's awesome. Really? It's wonderful. Yeah, I do. I like Uno a lot. I like also, Uno remember a lot when Uno was released mm-hmm. on Xbox Live, and, and then it, was... it just turned into like a porn thing. <laughs> Oh, you would, like, wow. randomly, like so you could play Uno with your camera. It was like one of the first. Oh, and it would just right. be a thing. Yeah. Like you would log into a game and you would see something naked. Some Something form naked. of Something. someone's body naked. Uh, and there's like, Rocco. From I totally remember modern <laughs> life. Naked. I totally remember playing it and just being like, "This is impossible. Like, I can't do this anymore." Because, oh, like, man. yeah, it was great. Wow, Uno's, Uno's, great. I, Uno's a Not game surprised. I haven't played in a long time. I just feel like there's usually shouting whenever I've tried to. I think Uno's. We're gonna play Uno soon. Yeah, be weird to play with another person play Uno. though. Yeah. Like, why would no. you want to play with one person? Yeah. Because then you then you're like oh, Uno, and then they just stare at you while you put your cards down. You're like, oh, yeah, back to me. And then <laughs> it's there awkward. We go. Oh, they get through that. Like, and you're like, people. I already lost. What do you want? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and then Marty, of course, you wrote Catherine I and did. Lego games. Uh, <laughs> Catherine, to me, and the same thing Miranda was saying about how certain single player games really work. Uh, I played stuff like Catherine and The Last of Us and uh, Until Dawn and Metal Gear, like something that's really story based. That uh, like if if one of you doesn't play a lot of games, like you can handle the heavy lifting of the mechanics, and then you can both enjoy the stories and the the, the choice making. And then the Lego games, I think, are just some of the most fun two-player cooperative games. Yeah. Especially for anyone that's like, I'm interested in this property, whether it be Harry Potter or Marvel or Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones or Pirates. Yeah, yeah I've been doing Lego Marvel 2 with my girlfriend. Nice. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Lego Marvel yeah. 1 is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot an important one. What? Hottiful Boyfriend. Hottiful Boyfriend. Oh. Let's put that on there. Yeah, you can play those things together. I have with sex bird. with birds. Yeah. Bird so good. Date. Yeah, you just, play it a lot, though. You think it's sexy it's, birds, but then it turns into much more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more. It's very <laughs> playing. It's yeah. upsetting game about the birds. Or so it seems. Yeah. That's what you think. You think you're just going to smooch some birds and then it's real scary. The owls are not what they seem. Do you get any good conversations about the beaks and the logistics of kissing with a beak? <laughs> yeah, it seems, put on that ooh, Kissing with beaks seems violent. I just think of that yeah. final scene in, in Billy Madison with Chris Farley and he's kissing that penguin. He's oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, about that a lot. Yeah, uh, if you can't tell, our show has come to an end. Kind of, <laughs> we ran out of things to talk about, and that's why we're evoking the image of kissing a big bird. Um, real quick, before we round things up, um, Marty and I both kind of have some announcements to make. We're pregnant. We're pregnant <gasps> with Whoa! podcasts. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, we are both, um, <laughs> you and Alana and Brian and I are both separately launching brand new side podcasts, totally separate from IGN that we figured we'd plug here. Yeah. Uh, yours is called Red Lips Orange Car. Yeah. Uh, what is it? And it is a uh, it is a relationship advice slash comedy slash storytelling podcast set around the weird world of Craigslist misconnections. Uh, and so every week, or every other week, it's going to be Alana and I, and then a rotating third, which is a bunch of folks you've seen on the show before. I'm sure everyone who's on this panel will be on eventually. Um, and we uh, find a strange Craigslist uh, misconnection from somewhere in the world, and we read it out, and we either try to give legitimate relationship advice, or tear it apart, or make fun of it, or talk about how it somehow relates to our lives, or create a weird story about it. Um, the episodes we've recorded so far with folks like Jared, and, and uh, Zach Ryan, and Anthony Carboni uh, have been... Uh, just wonderful. So we're debuting on Valentine's Day. Let, let me let me come on there. I actually yeah. have a success story from a Craigslist misconnection. <gasps> Ooh, whoa! Stranger than it sounds. Um, was it was it was it Jen? No, oh. <laughs> I was just wondering. No, no, no. Um, that would be really weird. Uh, but no, uh, Brian and I are launching a new thing called Weird Heat, which is uh, considerably less digestible of an uh, elevator pitch. It's uh, at the very basis. It's going to be a, a biweekly show about. Life and creativity and everything else, it's pretty much all the sort of serious stuff that we occasionally touch on on the comedy button and all of the more artsy-fartsy, whimsical, emotional stuff that we don't talk about on Up at Noon because we're busy shooting each other with Nerf guns. So it's kind of a more, uh, for lack of a better word, mature, grown-up approach to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so each episode is a very singular topic. The first episode is about optimism and how that is a difficult thing to do in, in life. Um, yeah. But on top of that, Brian's also producing new music and I'm making new art and it's basically kind of... Uh, it's a catch-all for things we want to be making but don't have a place to put them. So it's a place for us to finish projects and work on things. That's awesome. I listened to the first yeah. episode today, and there's a cool, there's a cool, yeah. there's a cool there's a thing at the end. Hot exclusive that I don't think enough people have checked out. So just head to uh, YouTube.com/slash/WeirdHeat or look on iTunes or uh, it's the Kingdom Hearts three release. Date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that's yeah, weird that you guys got that, that yeah. exclusively. That's awesome. Well, that's kind of close. Well, you been making that weird face earlier, right? Yeah. Really, not an accessible series. <laughs> they decided to bury their release date in the first episode yeah. of a podcast that is hard to explain. Um, but yeah, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdheat. And Red Lips Orange Car is just uh, R- R- Lock podcast. R-L-O-C podcast. Yeah. Sweet. And then Miranda, you're now a regular on Podcast Unlocked. <gasps> yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I feel like weird Why? being on here now that you said that. Why? That's fine. I have I've was on those two shows for like five yeah. years. Yeah, Barrett, change all the colors to green. Quick. No. <laughs> your, 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 your hair matches PlayStation yeah. better, so you're, yeah. you're good here. Podcast unlocked. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a regular now, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you know any of my work, I play pretty much everything, but uh, I have most of my background in Xbox. That's kind of what I grew up with. Like I said, or I don't know if I said it, but the reason I bought a PS2 was to play Kingdom Hearts. And then that came very late in the generation. Yeah. So while I do know some like PlayStation stuff, obviously, because I play like, a little bit yeah. of everything, mm-hmm. um, but Xbox is kind of my older background. Nice. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. And then, yeah, working on a bunch of wiki stuff. Nice. Basic, basic updates. I reviewed that Call of Duty DLC. And that's kind of all I've got going on right now. Um, I think we're putting up an anime feature soon. Yeah, anime. Nice. Yeah, anime. So, yeah, tell awesome. you about to watch the season. Nice. Jonathan? I feel like I should have a big project announcement to make, but I don't. What, you're going to uh, be doing the thousand Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, start a, your Kingdom Hearts show, finally. Yeah, I probably yeah, should. Also, model that, model that, catch everybody up. Sweatshirt some more. Yeah, that'll <laughs> just do a new photo <laughs> yeah. shoot. I have made several agreements to write television shows with some of our coworkers, so look forward to those projects 
in a few years. Yep, one's with Barrett. Barrett <laughs> and I have a TV show working. And yeah. for more on Barrett, I don't know. He's there. He's in there. He's, he's, he's in the control. <laughs> he's in the camera. Uh, for those of you just listening to the audio of this, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. If That's you want fine. to see what the I mean, hell is going like the on, fun lights there's dramatic lighting. There's yeah. B-roll with footage of the PlayStation menu in it. There's yeah. Barrett. There's <laughs> really just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so head to YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. And please go subscribe. We've got uh, Q&A stuff, off-topic nonsense, rapid-fire questions, uh, Let's Plays, <laughs> Horse Apples. We'll also be uh, – we're going to start streaming to that <gasps> platform channel thing. We made a, they made a special uh, different room for streaming games at IGN. You know, the thing that people like to do on the computer. So we're going to give that a shot. Take that for a spin. See what it's like when the games are there to play. The th- it's just like, just <laughs> in the show, Barrett. It's over. Anyway, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty's McBiggity. Miranda is Havoc. I always forget. You and your sister. Rose. Rose. Yeah. Havoc Rose. Havoc with a K. And Jonathan is J.M. Dornbush. You yep. tweeted him about Kingdom Hearts stuff. If you have stuff to say about Kingdom Hearts, please don't tweet it at me. I'm very frightened for that <laughs> fan base. Because one time I said something that wasn't entirely nice and it got very vicious at me. And I was like, I don't need now I don't now I'm very scared of that fan base. I don't know how to make of it. Why is Mickey wearing the pants? <laughs> the game is very disobsessed. You sound like you're on a nervous first date. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So why are the animals there? And they're doing stuff with the toys and the monsters. Anyway. Uh, that was this episode of the show. The week is over. It's I'm tired. Let's end the show. Barrett, push stop. Please. Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.